and welcome back to the Who Actually Knows podcast. This is episode 26 with my special guest, Mitzi Harris, and I'm so excited to introduce you to her because we got connected through a mutual friend, Gina Mikolaj. We have, we went on a walk, talked about literally, honestly, everything under the sun and like constantly, like there was no silence. It was so nice and so natural, which is just a refreshing feeling. Um, And since then, have seen her a couple of times because we've been so busy traveling, but I'm so excited for you to get to know her. She has an amazing story and has done and is doing very cool things. So welcome Mitzi Harris to the podcast. How are you today? I am so good today because last night I went to the Jonas Brothers concert and that's also why I sort of have a very raspy voice. I have a raspy voice normally, but this is extra (laughs) raspy because I was singing and dancing all night, but it's hard to not be in a good mood after watching Joe Jonas sing for three hours oh yeah concerts just always like make me like energetic and like so happy oh they're the best I went with two of my best friends too so it was just like a very happy night that's fun and what did you do um like Friday and Saturday this weekend Friday one of my best friends had a Shabbat dinner with her sister so we made pizzas on the grill which I've never done before and was so fun and then Saturday day was pretty chill I worked out I caught up with a high school friend and then uh, we left for the concert super, super early so we could go to this restaurant, Donna's, um, okay. on the east side, which has usually a long wait. So, that, Is it Italian? It was Italian. It was so good. I think I, I think it's on my, my TikTok. It pops up all the time. Yeah, I feel like it's big on TikTok. It, like, normally I don't love Italian food, but it was delicious. Yeah. I, I would go back. I'm kind of picky about my pasta. Yeah. I feel like I've had really good pasta, and I can kind of just, when it's like a, your basic spicy rigatoni I'm like I've had this so many times I'm like very picky about my Italian yeah that's good to know yeah I totally get that we got the chicken parmesan which was so good my mom growing up used to make like homemade um breaded chicken tenders and it tasted like that with the best red sauce and cheese that's so nice it was delicious style meal yes yeah okay I love that I'll keep that in my notes do it um And to give my listeners, all of you guys out there, one, thank you for tuning in. I want Mitzi to introduce herself. So where are you from? Where did you go to school, college? What did you major in? Um, And I know that you didn't always live in L.A. You lived in other cities. Um, What you're doing now, what you currently did, and we're going to break it down even more in this podcast. But if you could take it away, and who is Mitzi Harris? Of course. So I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and growing up, I was obsessed with New York. I was like, I need to work in fashion in New York. I'm going to move there the second I graduate. I'm going to go to college there. Like, I have to get there. And then I ended up going to college in California. Mm -hmm. I went to Stanford, and I majored in art history. And again, I thought I'd go to school and major in business, and then I got to Stanford, and there wasn't an undergraduate business degree. Like, I hadn't done my research but I was so glad that I ended up studying art history because I felt like I learned about every single topic under the sun through visual art and I have a hard time remembering things when I read them on a page but when I'm looking at a painting or a photograph or something I'm such a visual learner that it really sticks in my brain so I loved that type of interdisciplinary education and then I took classes in a bunch of different schools at Stanford too Mm -hmm. and then 
every summer I lived and worked in New York. So I made that part of the dream come true. I started working in fashion. I, I worked at Fila as my first internship, and I did marketing and design. And then I pivoted to art, and I worked at Artsy, which is an art tech startup. I worked for Emilio Pucci when I was studying abroad in Florence, went back to fashion. Then I went back to art, and I worked at Sotheby's. And then I was a senior in college, and COVID hit, and I was one of very few people who didn't have a job lined up for graduation, because a lot of my friends went into finance, consulting, and tech, and they knew all through school what they were going to do, or kind of the direction they wanted to take, and I always felt like the friend who like just did what I wanted on a whim, mm-hmm. and that landed me in this position senior year where I didn't have a job, and a lot of companies that I thought would be hiring weren't hiring, So I was starting from scratch, and I have always kind of recruited by looking at companies that I'm obsessed with as a customer and finding a way to work there, and I did that with my first job after school. So actually, right after school, I worked for the FarmLink Project, which was a nonprofit founded by a bunch of students Mm -hmm. from Stanford and Brown and a couple other schools, and it was fully student-led at the time. And they collected surplus food from farms during COVID and delivered it to food banks across the United States. So I worked on the fundraising team there with one of my best friends. And then I found this startup, Crown Affair, which is a hair care company based in New York. And they had this beautiful Instagram account. It was like sage green and dark woods and sculptures and art. And the founder had studied art history. And I remember there was this Instagram post they made of the way that their logo was derived from the curvature of different sculptures and I was like I need to work for this company (laughs) like I will never find a company that is so rooted in art history and the visual arts as this one and I basically begged them to hire me until they hired me I was like I will do anything I didn't know when I graduated, really what I wanted my career to look like because I yeah. had so many different careers. and I feel like no one really does at that age. They don't. And, and Even like, after post-grad like I'm, or after graduation, I'm still like, I don't really have a clear path. Totally. And I think that's kind of fun, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. When I was in college, I was really anxious about that because I was like, how am I ever going to have a career if I don't even know what I want to do in my heart? And then... Um, I, I figured it out just as I went. And, like, yeah. every job I've had has guided me closer to where I ultimately want to go. Mm-hmm. So I begged them to let me work for them, and I said I'd do anything, and I joined as a project manager. And I was a very early employee doing kind of everything, but super quickly I learned that product development was something I was obsessed with. So I ended up leading product development at Crown Affair for like two and a half years. And then and I, you were in New York at this time. Based in New York at the time, I literally was working for the FarmLink project. We went on an RV trip, like six or seven of us went on an RV trip across the United States to raise awareness of the organization and film content. And it ended in New York City. And I hopped off New York City with one carry-on suitcase <laughs> and I moved into my apartment. <laughs> One carry-on suitcase is all you had in your honestly. Yeah. That's all the apartments are built for. Is yeah, one carry-on suitcase. I know. Yeah. So, honestly, though, you kind of had to like start from scratch. Yeah, yeah, was I did. Was that scary? Was it exciting? It was really exciting, and I had some friends who lived in New York. Like I had older friends and things like that. But during COVID, not as many of my friends moved as I thought would move. Yeah. 
and like everything was closed like I remember in the winter my first year in New York we were eating outside in like six degree weather with gloves on like Mary and I Mary was another guest in your podcast yes and um we would go sit at restaurants in the freezing cold and eat literally under heaters bundled up with gloves and we would walk like 12 miles a day because there's nothing else to do yeah but it was kind of cool I kind of liked it well and also I feel like if you moved to New York City COVID hit you're doing the outdoor dining everything we had to do um you also got to watch the city then kind of open up and flourish yeah so what was that like like getting to experience then like the full New York City buzz it was really cool and it was funny because when I was an intern like all three of those summers I didn't really go out that much like I went out a little bit but I do feel like I was so excited to be in New York that I was doing so many other things and then and also to the summers I wasn't 21 and like I wasn't really I just feel like I didn't really go out I would like go visit my grandparents on the weekends and things like that and then during COVID there wasn't much else to do other than like go to house parties and and drink and things like that and then right at the time that um, New York was opening up, I decided to stop drinking completely. And it was a very interesting juxtaposition of like this New York that I knew of like the going out and that kind of thing that never really was the side of New York I was obsessed with before was now something I was seeing sober. And it was very interesting. And how old are you at this point? That I decided to stop drinking? Yeah. Are you, yeah. Um, it was two and a half years ago. So I was, oh my God. I think I was 23. 23? Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's crazy, too, that you did it in New York City. Yeah. It, it was funny. I'm so glad I did, though, because, honestly, at first, I was really insecure, and, like, going out was something I didn't know how to do sober, and, like, dating sober was a whole different beast, and everyone's like, oh, do you want to go for a drink? I'm like, sure, and then I order a club soda, and, like, I don't want to make other people feel weird. Right. And I wasn't confident at the beginning in that decision. I didn't know how long it would last. I didn't know, like, how to describe it to people. I wasn't super comfortable with that. And then as time went on, I gained so much comfort. And I started loving going out sober. Like, I would go out. I swear people that didn't know I was sober would think I was, like, the most drunk. Like, yeah, because you're just so having so much, so much fun. fun. I was out till like, 3 in the morning every night. Like, and I had waking up with no life. hangover. Yes. And I would, like, go work out and go on walks in the morning, and it was amazing. People were probably like, how is she doing this? And you're like, it's called sobriety. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's called no alcohol. Yeah. So yeah. when you started to go sober, what was your, like, main reasoning for it? During college, there were a few periods where I would kind of, like, fluctuate in and out of drinking. Like, I was president of my sorority. I didn't drink a lot mm-hmm. at the time because – I was always a little bit stressed. Wait, I like, was also the president of my really? sorority. Oh. <laughs> I never so thought Mary. I would say that on so the podcast. Mary. I, I, we talked about <laughs> yeah. that. That's so funny. I know. Um, so you understand, like, you always kind of so need yeah. to be on. Always. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I would go through periods and, like, I would go out sober. I didn't really care um, in college. And then when I moved to New York, I was – like going out and there were a few nights where I just went a little bit too hard and sometimes in college I would like get really sad when I drank and Mm -hmm. things like that and I just didn't love that and then I did have a moment when I lived in New York where I was like in college you know what it's okay everyone has crazy nights and like you 
like know people outside of the context of going out. But in New York, it was the way I was meeting people. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is not my personality. This is not who I am, whatever. I'm just going to try not drinking and see what happens. And it literally changed my whole life. So I was that's really glad that I did. That's amazing. And also, um, the one, I mean, I think it takes guts kind of to do it when you're really young. Like, I am 24, and I have, like, recently been getting, like, the day after drinking blues, and it's been, like, really bad. And I've been trying to, like, be proactive about, okay, like, where's my threshold of, like, drinks? Because I do love a drink, and, like, it really adds to my vibe at a dinner. Yes. You know? But, like, I am realizing that, you know, I have a lot of fun on it. Sometimes I don't. Where is that disconnect for me? Like, why am I not doing it? Um, but it does take a lot of guts. Like you said, you were meeting people. You were going on dates. Did you ever have to feel you had to, like, tell people or apologize for it? Totally. At the beginning, I also just felt like – like, when I decided, okay, maybe I'm, I wasn't going to drink anymore, there were distinct p- times I remember drinking after that. And then I would feel so guilty, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. And, like – one of the times I did it was on a date when I felt really pressured to drink and like looking back I'm like that is insane that I did that but having had that experience now I'm like okay it's a good indicator of like who are really good people that I would want to be with yeah people that make me feel really comfortable and like I think that I can have a ton of fun sober and I don't want to have to explain that to people and like if they don't understand that then like they're not the people for me and what you said really is so true like my day after drinking blues lasted like almost a week I was so anxious I like didn't feel like myself and I just found it really hard to bounce back after that and like I didn't want to live every weekend having like this horrible hangover and anxiety and just feeling really down so I was like I'll just remove the element that I know directly contributes to this yeah well and also I mean just kudos to you too because like you removed the element the alcohol but you didn't remove a social part of your life like you said you were still going out and you were meeting people and you were going on dates and you were experiencing New York City and I think that's like kind of like wrapping for like being so young wrapping your head around that like sometimes you think oh if I'm not gonna drink I can't go to the bar because everyone's drinking and I'm not so also now it just shows like probably a sense of like more security in yourself and confidence that had to develop but I'm sure that was like a huge pivotal moment for you it really was it it was crazy like I'm so much more confident than I was then and not just in like oh being sober but like every single element of my life because I feel like it removed that like liquid comfort of like oh yeah I'm gonna be like more flirty or more goofy or more funny because I'm a little bit tipsy and then I like I don't know I feel like dating was so much more me and I I got to this point where it was like every element of my life was enriched because of the confidence I was gaining in myself I feel like I don't know my validation came from internally instead Mm -hmm. of from other factors and that was a a big change from how I was before yeah and so when you you know spending time going out and then you know not being hungover you probably have like more time to like do things and you said you woke up and you worked out like what were some things that you did like hobbies and interests that you had while you were in New York in New York I loved F45 that was like my favorite place to go I, I did it in Australia it's tough 
It's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's hard, but it's so fun. And it was the first gym I ever joined that felt like a community. Mm -hmm. And I loved going. Like, I I go, like, still five or six times a week. And it's – I started, I think, right before or right after I stopped drinking, too. So it's been about the same amount of time. So I did that. I went on really long walks. I went to museums. I went to musical performances, pop-ups coffee shops I'm obsessed with coffee yeah so maybe I became more obsessed with coffee <laughs> afterwards no alcohol equals yeah. caffeine addiction yes <laughs> exactly but I would go find new coffee shops new bakeries like honestly my favorite thing to do in New York is just walk around so yeah. anything I did like go to Central Park I would meet one of my friends every Wednesday morning I would go to musicals like it's part of the beauty of New York. There's so much to do. And mm-hmm. I was happy that, like, I love those things and I was able to do all of them. And even talking about it now, I'm like, oh, why did I leave? Yeah. <laughs> you left New York when then? What age? What point in time? I left New York six months ago or, yeah. or seven months ago now. So I was 25. Mm-hmm. And so you're nearly 26. Yeah. Birthday three weeks ago? Yeah. yeah, yeah, three weeks ago. Yeah, I know saying 26 is like, I think that's <laughs> the first time I've said that out loud. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was 25, I got a new job, and I was required to move out to LA. But I I will say I've been away long enough that I, f- I feel like I'm forgetting the parts of New York that were really hard. Like New York has amazing highs and also had really low lows. And frequently I was like oh maybe I should move to California like I wear dresses and sandals every day and like I love being in the sun and being tan and driving around and Mm -hmm. being outside and it was definitely this thought in my mind and then um when I got my new job it was like time to go to to LA and I was really excited for that yeah it is LA is a change of pace from like a big city because I feel like New York is the city on steroids in the U.S. in my eyes. And yes. then, um, like, I've only ever, uh, have ever lived in Chicago, which is, I feel like, the same kind of vibe as New York. You're going out, you're eating, you're drinking, you know, there's pop-ups and concerts and things like that, but New York's, like, even elevated. And I was actually between moving to New York or L.A., and I was, like, kind of wanted, like, a lifestyle change. And I was like, there's so many things I love to lean into, like – being outside I love the option I I can go to the mountains I can go to the beach I can go out on the weekends if I want like we're still in the huge city and I love that draw about LA but it is it's a slower pace out here yeah but I've learned to love it yeah and I feel like even though it's slower I'm like doing more I totally agree do you feel like it's slower than Chicago yeah you do yeah I do um definitely or maybe I was just doing too much of the same stuff in Chicago where it just felt like Groundhog Day for me a little bit where this I feel like I have way more variety in what I do which is like allowed me to lean into more interests yeah that's such a good way to describe it because I do feel like in New York you reach a point where you're like okay I've gone to all the museums here and like there are new exhibits but it's it's the same museums or like you are going to musicals and concerts and like doing the same things over and over but I did find it really hard to do things outside yeah because it requires so much planning and like I'm in my tennis clothes right now because I was supposed to play tennis this morning, Mm -hmm. and I play tennis all the time in L.A., and that was one thing I wanted to pick back up when I moved because I played in high school. But, like, in New York, you'd have to go to the courts really early in the morning and, like, wait in line or find some way to 
play and it was just it just felt a lot harder than it does here yeah so then so now you're 25 you moved to LA what what were your like first thoughts do you have a roommate what was that experience like yes I have two roommates friends of friends it's been great I live um I got really lucky with my apartment like it was it was funny when I moved they were like oh there's this little leak in your bathroom and literally I had to squint my eyes there was like a speck of paint that was like flaking off the wall and I was laughing because when I lived in New York in my last apartment there it was like this amazing studio on Elizabeth Street in Nolita and I had years ago said I wanted to move to Elizabeth Street in Nolita which was really crazy that I ended up with an address Mm -hmm. on that street but every time it rained chunks of the roof would like fall into my apartment and it would leak from the ceiling and like the floorboards were broken and I had to use a pipe to like prop open the window and and that's New York you're like it's amazing it's so fun and it felt like my first big girl apartment then I moved to LA I was like okay I have laundry in my unit I hadn't even had laundry in my building in New York I had to ship my laundry out to like a laundry guy who washed my clothes and then like I've central AC I had a unit that had like mold from when it rained in New York like I have so much more space here so it's definitely gonna make it hard to ever go back to New York if I do make it back because I've seen what life could be like yeah yeah Yeah. definitely and what are some ways that you um like to spend like your free time in LA I still go to F45 which I love I go on long walks but it is nice like my walks are not weaving in and out of people it's like I'm on a walk and that's that's my walk like Mm -hmm. I don't have to jump out of the way and I feel like I can get more peace that way I lay on my roof I go on hikes museums I love driving I find new restaurants coffee shops bakeries so a lot of it is really similar I just think it's calmer and more outside and like I play tennis all the time like other sports just on a whim like that kind of stuff um but well and you have how is because you moved here also for a new job change yes so you went from crown affair to sweet green yes and tell us a little bit about you know that job change as well that was really exciting is in college I, I always wanted to work at sweet green and I was like I don't even know what I would do there and then when I was thinking that maybe I wanted to switch jobs I found this role at sweet green that was like the perfect fit for me and I was so excited to get it I literally wanted the job so badly I made like this mood board of the job and like the company and a picture of myself and oh I oh my god I, that's so <laughs> it was so, so cute. fun it's cute. I felt like a kid like you know when you're a kid and you would buy magazines and then like cut pictures out of the magazine yeah I felt like that I would tape them on my wall though in my closet it was mostly Justin Bieber yes Justin Bieber was my mood board yeah no I don't come at me <laughs> don't yeah. judge me Haley don't come at her yeah yeah I'm a believer through and through <laughs> no same I saw that documentary I was like I will I will be as famous as Justin, and I will date Justin. Yeah, I Bieber. wanted to date him so bad. Yeah, I know. So I feel you. Okay, good. Yeah, like J fourteen, <laughs> Tiger <laughs> Beat. Um, but I I literally wanted the job so badly, and then when they told me I was moving, I was really excited, and I decided when I moved, I wanted like this bi coastal life, and um, 
it has kind of been that. Like, I still get to go back to New York a fair amount, and it's always there. There are always people there. Like, it's still so special. And every time I go, I do feel like there's a part of my heart that's, like, ripped out of my chest when I have to leave because I love it so much. But I also love being in L.A. so much. So it's, like, one foot in each. Exactly. Yeah. And what are you doing for Sweet Green? Because I'll let you talk about it, but... You have an amazing collaboration out right now. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I am on the culinary team. I work in product development and menu strategy. And it's a lot of like a similar day-to-day from what I did at Crown Affair. Like at Crown Affair, um, when I worked in product development, it was basically like end-to-end development, working with our chemists to bring things to life. And at Sweet Green, it's really similar working with our chefs. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of project management, relationship management, working with partners, being creative and analytical, which is like my favorite combination of my brain. Um, and just like having so much fun. Like Sweet Green is such a fun place to work. Yeah. And I think that my office felt more like home to me in LA than my apartment did for a while because I went every day and it was like, my first job where we were in the office most of the days and I love going to the office I love dressing up and being around people and I get so much energy that way so it was really really fun and like everyone loves food it's such a healthy culture there around Mm -hmm. food which for me is really important to be surrounded by and like we're constantly eating amazing food and like yeah in these sprint tastings with our chefs. I was going to say you're tasting every salad. Yeah, every salad, every snack. Like, it's it's amazing. It's really creative and fun. That is fun. Also, I think it's so important to be able to have that outlet of, like, being in person. I work pretty much remote, and it's hard for me sometimes to find that separation of my bedroom is also my office, and then, like, I'll take working lunches. I'm like, oh, it's also my dining room. Yes. You know, it's like all of a sudden I'm confined to, like, four walls. Um, and you need that outlet. So that sounds amazing. And also getting dressed up. You have a phenomenal closet. Thank you. Like your style is so cute. Oh. I live for your Instagram stories and all of your like big, your puffy sleeves and your colors and their <laughs> patterns are so gorgeous. Thank you so much. My birthday party theme last year was puffy sleeves party because That's so cute. <laughs> I wear so many puffy sleeves. That's so. awesome. Um, and then also, you guys, she probably part of your relationship or partnerships within your job she worked with siete correct and you did a partnership with them can you talk about the chip the famous chip out right now (laughs) yes we just launched a chip which is the first chip on the sweet green menu and it was an idea that our founder and this week or the siete founder had to bring this chip to life that was a potato chip flavored like our signature green goddess ranch dressing phenomenal I could eat it with a spoon oh it's so good and I don't like ranch like growing up in Missouri I don't either she loves ranch I hate ranch I was a ketchup barbecue girl me too and hot sauce yeah and then this this green goddess ranch is something special it is it It is. is I have not yet had the chip yet um, but I think I'm getting sweet green for dinner, so I can tell you guys Yum. next week how good it is. Um, that is so exciting. So you have had so many cool experiences. I'm so excited you got to come on and talk about them. So if you could give advice to anyone who is thinking of making life changes, moves, maybe going to sobriety, pretty much changes for themselves in their life, what would you give them? I think for me a huge thing I've learned is 
to really trust your intuition. And I think like when you're younger, it's harder to even know what your intuition is. And like the more you make these decisions, you'll learn either through the juxtaposition of feeling bad about a decision you made and being like, okay, I don't think I'll ever make that decision again. Or this peace you'll feel when you do something that's the right thing. It guides you towards this future of knowing how to trust yourself. And when I was deciding to change jobs and to move to LA and really to shake up my life that I loved so much in New York and like I, I loved my last job I loved my last coworkers. like it was a really hard thing to leave and I had some really important relationships that were based in New York and I was really nervous about how that would change my everything if I just mm-hmm. picked up and moved to LA and I really decided to just trust myself I knew that like something was calling me out to LA and this was where I needed to go and it was really hard to to be like you know what I'm gonna actually trust myself but I did it and it was uh like probably the best decision I've ever made so it gives me a lot of peace to know that trusting myself worked out even though it did shake things up a little bit it yeah. was hey, you gotta shake it up you though. gotta you shake always it up. be smooth riding yeah exactly yeah and you grow a lot more going through a lot of change mm-hmm. at one time like every element of my life changed at the same time and I feel like I'm a much stronger person because I had to go through all of that yeah definitely we are meant to change and evolve so everyone trust yourself I think that's really valuable advice um thank you so much for coming on and you guys tune in because this is a two-part episode and we will talk next week bye guys